0: Blessings, everybody. It's me, Essence, and I'm back with another episode of Bible Study. In case you are new here and you don't know what Bible Study is, I will let you know. Bible Study is me spilling the tea on the Word of God. I am letting you know what really went down, okay, because the Bible is super interesting. We are dispelling the myth of the Bible being boring because it's far from it. There is so much that goes on in the Word of God, not only Is this stuff that when you hear it, you're like, this happened in the Bible. They did that. They did what? But it's also so much like wisdom and so many things that you can apply to everyday life that will help us to live for God. Another thing that is super amazing about the word of God is it's God allowing us to truly get to know him. The more we read our Bible, the more we understand the character of Christ, the character of God. We start to see God as a healer. We start to see God as um, one who always keeps his promises, God as a provider. And the list goes on and on and on. We see what God is and we also learn him so much that we see what he's not. We learn that God is a loving God and he's also just. And there's so much more that we learn in the word of God. If you've been trekking along with us, we are currently in the book of Genesis, and I am going through these books. If the Lord leads me out of order, um, then I'll do that. But right now we're going through the book of Genesis. We are in the life of Abraham, um, and today we are covering Genesis 22. So... If you haven't seen any of the previous episodes, I recommend you go back and check them out. And also, I encourage you to read the Bible for yourself because it doesn't matter what a preacher can tell you, a pastor, um, a teacher, a leader, a whomever, if you don't read the Bible for yourself, you don't know him like you may think you know him. You need to know what the word says for yourself. You need to build a relationship with God on your own. It's okay to have people that you study the word with. Bible study, we have a um, Bible study Facebook group where we um, I post the episodes of Bible study, I encourage people to read and then I post questions and we talk about it. And so um, we're also going to be doing a Bible study live where we go live, and it's not necessarily in order, we're starting in Psalm, but um, Psalm 23. But it's a live session for us to really dig deeper into the word of God, learn what the Bible's talking about, um, see what God's saying, and really um, applying his word to our life so that we can trust him, live for him, and be who he's called us to be. So all that to say, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you joined another episode or your first episode or whatever. Just welcome. Okay, welcome to Bible Study. I'm Essence. I'm a mama of two. I got a handsome husband. Um, and that's enough about me. We're going to get into it. But before we start, I always pray. So let's start there. Dear most gracious and heavenly father, we give your name, glory, honor and praise. And we pray that you have your way. We pray, Holy Spirit, you lead us through this study. I pray that you allow us to dig deep. I pray that the word makes sense, Father God, and that we can take pieces from it and apply it to our lives so that we can live holy and righteous lives to be more and more like you demonstrating the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you have your way in our lives. I pray in areas of our life that we don't trust you, Lord God that we let go of whatever is causing us not to. We let go of doubt and fear and worry, et cetera. And we start to trust you. So help us to do that, Father God. Help us to lean on you. Help us to step out in faith and be obedient to what you call us to. And I pray that you have your way through this study, Lord God. I pray that everything that goes forth is because you desire it to go forth. I pray that I share what you give me to share. And it's not of my own opinion, but I'm putting the twist that you've given Essence on it, sharing it as I I would share it as you've given it to me. So have your way in this study, touch who you want to touch, speak to who you want to speak to. And I pray you get all the glory in Jesus mighty name. Amen. I hope y'all are doing well. I'm doing well. I'm always happy to be back in front of y'all with y'all in the word and just going through it because it's cool. You know, and I love to learn more. I love to see what God's doing. So if God drops anything in your spirit, feel free to leave it in the comments, Um, like, share, comment, subscribe and hit that notification bell. So whenever I release a new episode, you will be notified. All right. So we're going to get into it. If you don't know the way that I usually go through the studies, I'm going to read a little talk about it, read a little talk about it and so on. Okay. if God gives us something else, we'll do that. But in the meantime, this will be doing. All right. So we're starting in Genesis um, chapter 22. And I'm going to start with reading verses one through two. So now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. There's so many pieces, so many things to unpack in that little two verses right there, because it was a lot said. So one of the things that I want to point out first is in the very first verse it said, now it came to pass, God tested Abraham. So we as readers know that this is a test. However, in the moment, Abraham doesn't know that this is a test. Think about your life. When God is testing us, he doesn't say, hey, this is a test. You remember back in the day, I don't know if you're old enough or not, but back in the day they used to have, and maybe they still do. I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't just be watching TV like that, but they used to have those, um, like the, you'll be watching TV and all of a sudden in the middle of what you're watching, the screen will come up with like these stripes of color and it'll say, this is a test and it'll make some irritating noise. Well, that we know this is that. But it didn't happen like that. It didn't go down like that. Just in our own lives. I just thought of that. <laughs> but in our own lives, when God is testing us, we usually just recognize like, hmm, maybe I'm being tested. But after a while, right, when stuff is going down, we're like, whoa, this is a test. But in this, God gives instruction. He calls Abraham. And Abraham immediately, immediately is like, here I am. Him saying, here I am, is like him saying, whatever you got for me, God. He doesn't even know what God's going to say. And that is a bold place to be. That is a trusting place to be. That is a Lord, I, you got me, I got you place to be, right? A person who bends through some things and really knows the person who is asking for something can be like, here I am. Now, if it was a stranger, I don't know if a person will be as willing, right? So that's why it's important for us to know God, because when God calls us to something, we need to be answering like Abraham. We need to be like, here I am, Lord like use me. Here I am. What you? What do you need? Here I am, Lord. What do you need me to do? What lesson do you have to teach me? How do I need to be obedient? Here I am, Lord. And that's what st- stood out to me because God simply said Abraham and Abraham was like, here I am. It's like, say less, tell me what you got. And I'm about to do it. Um, then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac. Now that may sound a little strange too, because if you've been reading or are familiar with the Bible in um, the book of Genesis, you know, that Abraham had another son named Ishmael. Now he says, take your only son. And it's not because God has beef with Ishmael or anything, because we know that Abraham loved, loved his son Ishmael. But we also know that that situation Ishmael was created out of disobedience, of God like they were trying to rush along the purpose and plan that God had that would come through Isaac him and his wife Sarah and so um God in this moment is saying take your only son the one that he's recognizing as the son of promise and he's who you love and go to the land of Moriah So he's telling him, go to this place and offer him up as a burnt sacrifice or a burnt offering um, on one of the mountains of which I shall um, tell you. And one of the things that that stood out to me with this was way back in the day when Abraham started out on his journey, it was because God called him. God was like, Abraham, come out of your father's house from the land that you live in. where you are comfortable? And I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, Leave this and I'm gonna take you to a place that I'm gonna um, show you, but I'm not telling you yet, but you need to go. How many of us would just go without making excuses, but being like, God said it, say less, let's go. Like Abraham left his comfort, Abraham left all this. And so now it's arising again. So even though he had passed that test and he did what God has called him to do, he is being tested again. And now he's being tested with the very promise of God. This is the child that God had promised Abraham, God promised Abraham. They had made a covenant about it. Like they made a treaty, an agreement, like where Abraham had an end of the bargain to maintain and keep up with. And so Abraham's been doing his end of the bargain, but now God is coming up talking about, um, take your son, your only son, whom you love and basically go sacrifice him. And so in our minds, and even Abraham's, my Abram is a human being, y'all. And so regardless of him being obedient in the moment, he had to have some feelings. I'm sure he was feeling those feelings, but he trusted God so much so that he steps out in faith and trusts and does what he's called to do anyways, because he had that type of respect, that type of reverence for God, that type of trust in him. I mean, and this wasn't something that just happened like by chance. God had developed that in Abraham. It was a long road to get to this point. Like Abraham had to see God come through for him multiple times. He had to see the promises that God shared be fulfilled multiple times. He had to step out in faith and trust God and he messed up, you know, birth in the Ishmael. And God still had grace and mercy over him and still keeping his end of the promises and And so it's something that was built within him. It's not like all of a sudden you just have the heaviest of heavy trials on your back that you can't get through. But there was no faith, no building of (laughs) that faith muscle within you. Like God takes us through stages. And so he clearly built him for this. Okay. so anyways, verse three. God didn't tell him he was coming back with Isaac, but Abraham had that kind of trust. Now in the moment, Abraham didn't know that what would go down would go down. All he knows is the instruction he got from God. And he knew that here, go to Mount Moriah and I'll show you the place where you're supposed to do this burnt offering. So Abraham was walking in faith and God must have revealed the location for him to have this, um, to do this burnt offering ceremony. And so Abraham did not delay in being obedient to what God called him to do. Even though that situation would be heavy and hard, you would be nervous. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I would be extremely nervous and like, Lord, what are you talking about? Lord. But Abraham was like, I trust him so much. Yes, I love my son. But the promises, this is what I'm thinking he would be thinking, right? The promises of God have not yet come to fruition through my seed. God promised that he would do so much through him. And it hasn't happened yet. And so, since it hasn't happened and God doesn't lie, then it's going to happen. And so, since it hasn't happened yet and it's going to happen, and God is calling me to sacrifice or to offer him up as a burnt offering, then he's definitely going to provide, whether he provides a lamb or he brings Isaac back to life. Either way, the promise of God will come to pass because that's the Lord that I serve. Now, do you think we, as followers of Christ, would know to trust God in spite of a situation. Now, I'm going to be 100 with y'all. If God tells me to do something contrary to what he promised me, I have in the past not believed that it was God or thought I must have not heard him. But Abraham recognizes God's voice clearly. He knows when God is speaking and he knew that this was from God. One of the things that's interesting is during like the Canaanites where he's like dwelling, um, in Canaan, but the Canaanites, they would sacrifice people, humans to their gods, lowercase G. They didn't see anything wrong with that. Abraham knew that our God's not like that. I believe he knew that. And he was like, this is not happening how it appears. Like maybe Abraham at this point knew it was a test. Like I believe Abraham had to have an inclination, although he wasn't 100% certain. I'm sure he was praying and trusting and hoping and praying and having faith that what God is saying will not be, but either way, his promises will come to pass through my son who hasn't had any children yet. And so, um, He told, this is how, you know, he had faith and may have known it was a test, but maybe not. But whatever his faith was faith in is because the um, servants that he brought with him, he said, stay here with the donkey, the lad that that represents his child, Isaac, who was probably a grown man at this time. um, And I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. He's speaking life. And one of the things that's interesting is situations don't look like what we want them to look like all the time. And we are so ready to start speaking death and damnation to those things when we should be speaking life. We should be trusting God in spite of how his situation looks and know that if God said it, I will speak my words according to what he promised and trust until it comes to pass. Something that's interesting to me, because like I said before, is when certain things don't align in my mind immediately, I'm like, maybe I missed him. But this showed me maybe you heard him. So there was this situation not too long ago where I was praying, um, you know, uh, it was when I was working uh, a regular nine to five and I was like um, praying to God in the car in my head. I didn't even say I wasn't praying out loud. And in it, I heard in my mind in my thoughts to I was like, because there's been this location to move to in my heart, in my mind. Like I was just thinking, I was like, why do I keep thinking about moving here? Like what's going on with that? And I was like, Lord, in my head, I didn't say it out loud. Lord, if this is from you, like, if this is really you like confirm it, like, and then I was thinking like, okay, how can it be confirmed? I was like, have my husband say to me, And I was like, have him say, like, I've been really thinking about moving here, just out of the blue, just have him say it to me. And then I'll know, like, I'll start looking, I'll just start looking. If you confirm it, and you have him say this and have him say some other stuff, then I will just, I'm just going to start looking like I there's no doubt in my mind. And we don't need to do that. When we recognize God's voice. However, in this, I was like, Lord, if this is you, like just, you know, and he doesn't have to show us, we could still just trust him. But in this moment, this is what I did. I didn't say it out loud. I was praying in my head and I get home and I was like, hey, you been, is there anything you've been thinking about? And he was like, no, okay. So I let it go. The next day I'm at home and my husband's like, you know, I've been thinking about moving here. And I was like, what? And I asked him further questions and he said exactly what I had petitioned. Like, okay, if this is what you want me to do, then all right. So I told my husband about the prayer that I had with God. And I was like, that's just crazy. And then I started thinking like, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe God didn't say that. Hmm. Was it him? Because it was just so straightforward and spot on. I was like, I didn't say it out loud. Nobody heard me like this is weird, but I know how God works, but he still amazes me every time he does whatever he does. And so. We were looking, we were looking, we were looking in, and, and like, as we're looking and looking at jobs and looking at homes, et cetera, the desire left completely. And just because the desire leaves, doesn't mean that that's God saying, don't do it. But what happened was, um, I talked to my husband. He was like, yeah, I don't have a desire to move there either anymore. Like we talked about it. And then I prayed about it. And I was like, that's so strange because I feel that God said, do this. And I believe in this moment, it was one of those times where I was being tested. My faith was being tested. Like, do would you move if I told you to move? Because I'm happy where I'm at. I got a home. I got X, Y, and Z. Like, I enjoy, you know, the location, the people who are near, et cetera, all the stuff that makes me happy. I know that's wrong, but like, but I'm willing to give up whatever it is he wants us to give up for him and to be obedient to him. So I know this is like a long tangent, but my point is it wasn't sacrificing a child. However, it was, I believe us being tested to see if we were willing to do something in spite, of, in even though it didn't align with what we wanted or how we'd like situations to turn out. Now, if God says move, he says move and we need to go because God knows best. But I'm just using that and sharing that example with you because God will show you something. It doesn't mean he still can't be trusted, but this was just a test. Okay. So, um, Abraham had faith and he trusted God in spite of what the situation looks like. He was speaking life to it. Like, Oh, we're coming back. Both of us are coming back. That's really what he's saying. And he's not in a place where he's being like, um, arrogant, but he's in a place where he's trusting God and having faith because the, you know, it doesn't, his word, God's word. It, it like when he's making promises, they always come to pass. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. God's word will come to pass. And so Abraham knowing God, Knew that God be gotten and He gonna come through the way that He said He's gonna come through. So let's read, um, chapter. I'm sorry, verse six. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, "My father," and he said, "Here I am, my son." Then he said, "Look, the fire and the wood." But where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So Abraham was like, God's going to do it. So the two of them went together. Now, Abraham didn't run around telling people and seek, didn't go seek others opinions of what God spoke clearly to him. And sometimes we do that, right? I've done it before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. You could be that one who just, you hear God and you go every single time. But I am admitting that I have been in a place to where God was like, do something. And I told people about it. I talked about it. I procrastinated on it. And he didn't do that. He was like, God said it. I recognize his voice. This is him speaking. I'm being obedient. He woke up early in the morning. He stepped out in faith. He got the materials ready. He did everything on his own, grabbed his servants and was like, let's go. Come on, son. He had everything. And he said, we'll be back. And then he told his son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the, for the sacrifice for the burnt offering. So they went up together and it wasn't a lie because God did that. But Abraham trusted it. He was speaking faith. He was speaking life to a situation because he could have been telling everybody like, oh, I got to sacrifice my son. Why would the Lord cause me to do this? And he could have been in an oh, woe is me with an attitude. Now I'm sure on the inside, he was feeling all kinds of ways because he is still a human being. This is still flesh that we are, our spirit is wrapped up in. However, Abraham was obedient and he trusted God even when the situation did not look like it lined up so verse 9 so yeah verse 9 then they came to the place of which God had told him and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son he was going to actually do it he was like God I'm not playing he didn't ask extra questions he was just like, this is what you're saying. And if you don't provide, I'm doing what you told me to do, but I'm trusting that you're coming through regardless. And so during this time when a sacrifice was given, and I don't know during the current like time that we're in right now, if um, anything's different with the people who still do sacrifices and stuff. But during this time when the sacrifices um, like a burnt offering is lifted up, they kill it first and then they let it slow burn. And so Verse 11, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, it's an exclamation point. So they're like, "Abraham, Abraham! <laughs> and he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad, which is Isaac, his son, or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Is there something in your life that you love so dearly that you would withhold from God? Because if there is, now I'm not saying God's going to call you to do these things. I don't believe he is. But if there's anything that you are placing before God, we need to really check ourselves in those areas. There should not be anything that we hold so dearly that we would, we would not give up if God called us to. It doesn't matter what it is. And um, yeah. It's just we have to really be sincere in our service to Him, and if there is something, then we need to pray and talk to Him about that, and help Him to ask Him to help us to get our mind right and our priorities straight, because nothing should come before God. And I know it's easier said than done in this world. We're busy. We be putting all kinds. We be you know doing all the things that we do, and we sometimes inadvertently have idols. There's things that we place, like we don't realize it until we're in a situation when we realize it, right? Um, there could be like, your job could be your idol. There could be like, you'd be like, I'm not giving up this job, but in within you, you felt like in prayer, this is just an example, but in prayer, you felt like God was like, quit your job. And you're like, Lord, that can't be you. How will I pay these bills? How will we make it? And God could be like, just quit the job. And you're like, Lord, but is there a purpose or a reason or can you show me something? Is there another opportunity coming first? Um, With my job, God told me you're not going to be here. This is not for you. He didn't tell me to quit, but he was like, this is not what I have for you. Like, I believe he was revealing it to me. He would show me signs all the time. And I was like, okay, well, what should I do? Should I be looking for something? What I, Lord, what what is up? Like, what do you need me to do? I don't know what to do. Okay, I just start looking for jobs. I did whatever. I, but we don't need to operate within ourselves to make God's purpose and plan come to pass. And sometimes we just need to wait on him. I saw this post on social media and it was like, it was real good. I like reposted it. I'll, put, I'll repost it if you guys catch it, cool. Um, but one of the takeaways from it was, we're trusting God, but then- we get into ourselves, we start like trying to make his plan or purpose or whatever come to pass like Abraham did with Ishmael. And you see, he's not even recognizing him when he's saying your only son. So we need to make sure that we are in alignment with God's will. And sometimes us waiting is us being in alignment when I'm waiting. I feel, and I'm in that place right now, but um, when I'm waiting on things, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough. Or Lord, what should I be doing? And trying to start, you know, then I start to like, if I take my eyes off of him, I start to try to make things happen for myself. And I need to get away from that. And I've been praying on that. I don't have to be busy to be obedient. I don't have to sometimes me standing still or waiting on him is exactly what needs to be done. And I know it's not just me. It could be you too. If God gives you an instruction and you follow that instruction, you're like, okay, God, what's next? Because I know you showed me down the line. This is coming. So should I start trying to make this happen? If he didn't give you the next step, then maybe you just need to wait. And if you're confused, then pray and ask him to reveal it to you. Listen and see if he speaks and tells you anything about it. Because he was over there talking to Abraham, but that's neither here nor there. But it's important for us to be in alignment with his will. And you cannot be in alignment with his will. And you're not in the word. Because if you don't know what the word says, you don't know the character of God. If you don't know the character of God, you don't know, and you don't, tr- then you're not going to trust him because then you're not, you're going to think, oh, you know, like people all the time say things like, um, oh God, uh, you like my voice. I give whenever I'm like saying what people be saying. But anyway, people be saying like, oh God, uh, you, you are supposed to be loving Then Why did this happen? You don't know what that can do to bring forth what he's calling to happen. You don't know him allowing certain situations or things or trials or troubles in your life to come in will help to prepare you for that next step if abraham didn't go through that long period of waiting that time of disobedience and knowing that that was not the way that you should move forward so he messed up and god had grace and mercy and still even blessed ishmael but all that came along with it out of just because they were disobedient to god if he didn't experience these things when God said, "Go," or when God said something, He may not move immediately. He may not do exactly what God called him to do in that moment. He may not know that God could still do this and still love you, and it'd be okay and but God will work it all out in the end. God will have his way, so we need to let him have his way. He does not need our help, but some but a lot of the times he has things for us to do, and sometimes our action. This is for me as well. Sometimes our action is waiting. Sometimes our action is not taking action and allowing God to do everything he's doing until the time comes to pass that he wants to bless you, that he wants to move you to the next level or take you to through the next thing. But we have to know that God's timing is not always our timing. A lot of the time it's not our timing because if it were up to us, up to me, I want it now. But thing is, we don't even know if we're not ready or are ready for it. And so let's go to verse 11. (laughs) Okay, I already read verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Okay, so I read that. So verse 13, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Y'all know that ram wasn't there before. A ram is not a tiny little creature. I mean, it's not humongous, but it's not like you're just overlooking unless there was like a lot of green. Um, but there was a ram that was caught in the thicket, um, by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham spoke faith, faith. He spoke life. He, he operated in faith and God made a way. God honored his obedience. God saw where his heart was. God saw that Abraham truly loved his son. But he was obedient to God first and he trusted God that much that he was willing to do whatever God called him to do. He was a true writer. Okay. And Abraham called the name of that place. The Lord will provide. Why? Because in that place, the Lord provided. Abraham didn't call this place. The Lord tested me. He didn't call this place. The Lord made me sacrifice my son, but he came through. But instead, he turned it into a place of praise, a place where he could say, this is where God gets the glory. This place we will call the Lord will provide because he provides. And it's a testament to what he's been through. This is a testament. It's his test he went through. It's his testimony the Lord provided and it's sharing it for others so that when they come to this place, they know the Lord will provide. I think this is the same place where um, Jesus was hung on the cross. As it is said to this day, I believe I read that. But you need to look it up for yourself to make sure. <laughs> and I need to double check it. Okay. Um, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So the Lord will provide as what he named it, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So verse 15 then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. So God is still calling him, okay? <laughs> so he passed the test, the Lord's still calling. Um, and said, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you and multiplying. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and as the sand, which is on the seashore. And as, wait, your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men The two that were waiting at the bottom with the donkey, the ones that he told him and Isaac will be back to, and you know, he came back with Isaac and they rose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. What an example of faith. Listen, we've got to do it. We've got to trust him. We've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that God keeps his promises. It's so easy to talk about it. It's so easy to read about it. It's so easy to believe in your mind. But when the rubber hits the road and when the stuff really needs to like come, when it's time for everything to happen, that's when it's not easy. And I pray that it gets easier for us. I pray that we just trust him wholly, trust God wholly. God always comes through. And so I say that in like every single episode. Why? Because it's true. God will provide. God always provides. God, like it's no, like he provided then, he's providing now, he'll provide in the future. And so trust him. We needed to trust him then. We need to trust him now. And We need to trust him in the future. Just trust God. Leave it at that. Trust him. So the takeaways here are step out in faith and trust God. When he tells you to make a move, make that move. Believe his word. Know that he's going to come through and know that he do be testing us. So sometimes stuff just doesn't look like what he spoke and shared with you that would happen. Maybe you're in a test. Maybe he's building something in you so that you can go to that next level to experience the promises he has for you. The promises he shared, God heard he promised these things, but he's like, and I want God to be proud of me. I hope you want him to be proud of you and like know that we authentically love him and that we wanna be pleasing to him and that we trust him. And so, you know, there's hard situations. We most likely won't experience this. I mean, he gave up Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins so that we could have eternal life. He gave up his son and Abraham was willing to give up his, even though, and there was so much promise, but Jesus was the one who died on the cross for our sins so that we could have eternal life. And we over here tripping about having to give up, you know, possibly move somewhere or you know possibly close a business or possibly just anything that we may not necessarily feel that we want to do but there's so many um testimonies of people who share how God led them a direction that they didn't even believe you know they're like what is happening god what you doing and then god makes things better than they could have ever imagined he shows them more than they th- feel that they would have ever seen so let's trust god i mean let's get in the word Let's do better as Christ followers. Let's make sure we're, um, you know, demonstrating the characteristics and just having the characteristics of Christ, bearing fruits, being love and peace and joy and all those things and representing him in how we're living, but get in that word. So, you know, about him, you know who he is, you know, that he, he comes through, he provides and he has you. So then if he asks you to do anything that you may be like, what? Then you could be like, okay, God, but you be coming through. So let me trust you anyway. He's not telling you to do what he told Abraham to do in that moment. That's not what he's telling you to do. However, there are things in our life that we do not want to give up. And God will call us to give up those very things. And so when he does that, are you willing to lay those things down because of your trust in him? Or are you going to hold on tight because you've made that thing an idol? Don't be that person. Let's try not to. Let's pray. Let's ask God. And let's just continue on in this journey get in that word, know what it says. And I hope you join me next week. So this week we cover Genesis 22. Um, I only went to one verses one through 19 Verses 20 through the end of um, Genesis 22 talks about Nahor's, um, lineage or, you know, um, yeah. And so, um, I'm not going to be covering that, but next week we're going to be going into Genesis 23 and I hope you guys come back it's been a blessing to spend time with you. I pray that you are blessed. I'm blessed. We're all blessed, whether you recognize it or not. Know you are. Know that you are loved. Know that you're not alone. And if you guys would like to join the Bible Study group on Facebook, search Bible Study, search it up, and type in Bible S T U D T E A because I'm, I'm spelling together the word God, and request to join the group. and I will add you. And like I said, we're about to start a live Bible Study. Um, it's going to be, it's called Bible Study Live. It's going to be starting on, November, I'm sorry, February 10th, at 10 a.m. So it's Saturdays at 10. It's a six-week session. We're going through one verse at a time. You're blessed. We're all blessed together. I hope you guys have a wonderful week.